this subject on Noah here in Genesis chapter 6. This account of the story of Noah is Genesis 6, Genesis 7, Genesis 8, and uh, verse and uh, chapter number 9, I believe, that in that story there. And, and uh, we look at this, we're going to look at just a few verses here this morning, but just kind of take the whole story, if you will, of the story of Noah. Uh, uh, with being Father's Day, I wanted to give, uh, take a father from the Bible and kind of give some thoughts concerning that. It, it is important um, that men and uh, fathers that you lead, you lead the way. Uh, sometimes uh, with the world the way that it is, sometimes we think that, oh man, I'm doing something wrong. Uh, no one else is doing that. Or Look, it doesn't matter whether they're doing it or not. Uh, if it's biblical, then we need to do it. And uh, we we look we live in a world, and uh, we've always always the world has always been sinful, the world has always been wicked. Uh, but there is a day today when we need men that will just be just simply be men, and simply be fathers and lead their home. The Bible talks about that. And we need to be the spiritual leader in our home. I know sometimes the the wife is spiritual and she helps. And uh, be thankful for a spouse that helps. But as a father, we need to be the leader. We need to lead the way. And uh, I, I try my best to lead the way. I'm not perfect by any means. My wife is back there shaking her head. Hallelujah, what in the world's going on? No. And uh, she's like, You're, uh, look, uh, but we've just got to do our best. And we've got to lead the way the best that we can. And the best that we can is following this book right here. You know, we're, we're going to do our best. We're going to have the most accomplished when we follow this book and our life and lead the way. Genesis chapter 6, Noah is given a command to build an ark. And uh, you guys, oh man, I know this story. I, I know you do. I know you do. You, you've read it. You've read it a million times. If you've, if you've grown up in church, you've heard it a, a hundred times. And uh, one of the stories you know backwards and frontwards. And, but I just want to read... Uh, Nine verses to you, and then take a couple thoughts here this morning. So, if you've got your Bible, let's all stand if you can, and we'll read one, we'll stand one last time, and then we'll pray and and jump into the message this morning. Genesis 6 and verse number 13, the Bible says, And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth." Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make of it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, and the breadth of, of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit thou shalt finish it above. And a door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories, thou shalt make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. From under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee I will establish my covenant. And thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives, with thee and every living thing of all flesh, two of each sort, shalt thou bring into the ark and keep them alive with thee. And they shall be a male 
and female. Of fowls after their kind, and of the cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing of, of the earth after their kind, two of every sort shalt thou come unto thee to keep them alive, and take thou unto thee all the food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. My, one of my favorite verses in all this story is verse number 22. Thus did Noah according to some that God commanded him. So did he. How much? All of it. Isn't it interesting that Noah didn't do some of what God asked him to do? He did all of it. He did all of it. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for the sweet spirit we've had so far in church. I, I thank you for every individual that is here. I pray, dear Lord, that you'd help me to say the things you want me to say and remove those things that you shouldn't want me to say. Lord, I, I thank you for men. I thank you for fathers. I, I pray that you'll help me to lead my family, help these fathers to lead their families to follow after you and to lead and to love you and to, and to serve you. And we thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for our many blessings that you've given to us. Thank you for my dad and all that he means to me. And I thank you for um, him leading us spiritually at home when we were kids. And thank you for him still uh, being a godly example for me. And I thank you for him. And I thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And y'all may be seated. Genesis chapter 6, so here we are, uh, here's the story, you know it, God comes to Noah, he says build an ark, uh, I, I would just like to, I would like to hear the, the thoughts of Noah's inside of his mind, uh, what in the world was Noah thinking when God came to him to build an ark? Uh, when it had never rained before, and uh, build a big boat, uh, and make it three stories high, make it uh, all these cubits long, uh, 300 cubits, and the breadth thereof 50 cubits. Can you imagine the, the blueprints that God sent down to, to Noah to build this ark? And, and Noah simply, verse 22, did all that God commanded him to do. So I think three different things here this morning as we look at Noah's life. Number one, I believe as we look at Noah's life, he, he is a good example to us. He is the righteous preacher. In 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 5, And spared not the old world, but saved Noah the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Do you, know what, do you know what Noah did? Noah was a preacher of righteousness. He was a preacher of righteousness. You say, what do you mean he was a preacher of righteousness? Can you imagine the message that he preached back then is still the exact same message that we need to preach today. Noah said, get on the ark, rain is coming, and there ain't but one way to get on the ark, and that's through the door. Well, if you remember, Jesus is the door. Yeah. So, hey, I'm going to tell you, the message hasn't changed. There's still but one ark. There's still but one way. There's still but Jesus being that way. So I'm going to tell you, we need to be the righteous preacher. Noah was a righteous preacher. He preached righteousness. Look, can you imagine that uh, preaching to the world, preaching to all these people, and who gets on your ark? Just his family. Hey, the Bible tells us, do you believe the Bible, yes or no? Yes. 
100% of the Bible. Yes. All of it is true. Yes. It took Noah 120 years to build the ark. Can you imagine at the very beginning when Noah started preaching and building the ark? I don't know what took place. I don't know all the details because the Bible tells us exactly what, what it wants us to know. So we understand that Noah built the ark. Took him 120 years to build the ark. But he never stopped. He never quit. When the people left, when they stopped believing Noah... I don't know. I don't know what happened. But I know that he never stopped preaching. Hey, the ark is building. The rain is coming. You better get on the ark. And so I'm going to tell you, whether the world wants it or not, whether they agree with it or not, whether they get on board or not, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't change the truth. And the truth of it is... Jesus is the only way to heaven. And that truth can never change. Never change. Never change. As a father, it is my job to be the righteous preacher in my home. In your home, it's your job as the father to be the righteous preacher. You say, what am I supposed to get out my Bible and spread? Come on and start to preach. No. You need to lead the way. You need to lead the way. Your family needs to follow behind. Hey, your family needs to be saved. You have lost family? Hey, dads, let's pray for them. Hey, dads. You say, well, I've not always lived this life that I've lived now. I've not always been in church. I've not always been a righteous father. Well, today's the day you can be the righteous preacher. From this day forward, you decide that the Bible, what the Bible says is right, is right. And what the world says is normal is not always normal. What God calls sin is still sin. Whether Whether society says it or not, whether society agrees with it or not, sin is always sin. And wrong will always be wrong. It doesn't matter. The righteous preacher, he didn't change. He didn't change. You think after 100 years and no one was following him? You think after 115 years and it was just him and his boys and his wife and his kids, his wives? You think that he didn't get discouraged? You think that he didn't have down days? You think that he didn't want to give up and give out and quit? You you think that it was all hunky-dory when no one would follow him and no one would listen to him and no one would get right and no one would come help him build the ark? It never changed his story. No. They laughed at him. Sir? They laughed at him. Just because they don't understand doesn't mean that the Bible's wrong. Oh, oh, here he goes, uh, talking about the Bible again. No, it is, it is the truth. It is life. It is the right way. We've got to stand and be the righteous preacher in our home. We need to stand and be the right preacher in our communities. Our communities need the righteousness of God. They do. They need the gospel. Who's going to take it to them? 
If you don't, then who will? Who's coming after you? Who came after you to get you to come to church? Or who are you going after to get to go to church? Our job, the Bible says, go ye therefore and preach the gospel. It's our job to preach the gospel. You may not be a God-called preacher, but you are a God-called preacher. You may not be a pastor. You may not be called to be a pastor. You may not be called to be a preacher like I am. But you, every single person in this room is called to be a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. Every one of us, we yes. need to be a righteous preacher. Noah was a righteous preacher. Noah was a righteous preacher. You know, even though few responded, it didn't change the fact of the truth. And may I say that today, that whether there be a hundred respond or whether there be two respond, it doesn't change the fact that the truth is still the truth. Amen. It doesn't change the fact that Jesus is the only way to heaven. It doesn't change the fact that the Bible is still true. It doesn't change the fact that sin is still sin. We need to be the righteous preacher. The world needs to see the righteous preacher. The world needs to hear that Jesus is the only answer. Number one, we see the righteous preacher. Number two, we see the respectful person. You say, what do you mean? In verse number 22, what does it say? And thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him. Look in chapter 7 and verse number 5. And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded. Do you know what he did? He respected the Lord enough to obey him. You know what we need to do? We need to respect the Lord enough to be obedient. Noah was simply obedient. Hey, I want you to build something you've never built before. I want you to build an ark, and I want you to fill it full of uh, animals. I want you to go get the king cobra and bring him on your ark. Are you kidding me? You want me to get two of them? You want me to identify my male and female? <laughs> You want that? You want alligators and crocodiles and all those crazies on the ark? Yeah, yes, sir, I do. Go do it. And Noah didn't question God. Noah just simply was obedient. Right. right. He was obedient to God. Obedient to God. Oh, sometimes we want to get in debates with God. Well, you know, I know it says it, but, you know, I mean, what, you know, this has changed. No, no, no. It doesn't matter whether you believe it or whether you agree with it or whether you understand it. We just simply need to be obedient. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, um, if uh, I wanted to roll my eyes or wanted to, why, Dad? Do you know what would happen to me? I would, uh, I'd get a whooping. Why? Look. Why is it that when God asks us to do something, we come up with a million reasons why not to? Right. Well, I mean, it must not mean that. I mean, I mean, that's an old Bible, and it was written a long time ago, and it, and it doesn't really apply to us anymore. Yes, the Bible's still relevant. Yes, the Bible's still true. Yes, the Bible's still our roadmap for life. This is our roadmap. And so if the Bible says it, it that's all that matters. 
And if we are to be, then we need to be obedient to what he's asked us to do. He didn't even ask the Lord, uh, you know, okay, well, I don't know if I can do this or not. He didn't even say that. Noah did it. He was obedient to God, even though no one else was doing it. Even though no one else helped him build the ark. Even though no one else got on board. He still was obedient to God. Look, in a world where well, no one else is doing it. Look, it doesn't matter if they're doing it. It doesn't matter if they agree. It doesn't matter if they get on board. I have to answer to God for me. And so many times we get our eyes round up and say, well, they're not doing it. Well, look at what she's doing. And look what she's doing. No, no. It matters what I'm doing. No, I need to build the ark. I need to be the righteous preacher and point them to the Savior. That's what I need to do. And be obedient to Christ. Noah was righteous preacher, but he was a respectful person because he just simply wanted to be respectful to God and be obedient. How disrespectful is it for you to disobey your mom and dad? How disrespectful is it of you to disobey God? If God has said it plainly in His Scripture, then why argue with it? Well, no, we want to make excuses as to why rather than just being obedient. Or try to come up with another scripture that says something else that we can twist and, and turn and make it think it's okay to be that sin. Right. And do that sin. Sin is sin. And wrong is wrong. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. You know what Noah said? Look, look, look. You guys, I don't know what you're doing over there, but I'm building an ark. Why are you building an ark? Because God told me so. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you living the life that you're living? Why are you doing what you're doing? You're trying to be obedient to the Lord? Sometimes obedience will cause, obedience to God will cause us to stand alone. It doesn't matter if anybody's doing it or not. It, it really doesn't matter. Obedience to the Lord. Noah, there he stood all by himself. We see that he was a righteous preacher. We see that he was a respectful person. But then lastly, number three, then he was the ruler. What do you mean he was the ruler? He was, he was the leader. In chapter number, 17, chapter number 7, verse number 13, the Bible says, In the selfsame day entered Noah into the ark. Noah didn't enter by himself. Noah entered. And Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. Who led him into the ark? Noah did. Noah was the leader. Noah, if you will, the ruler. Hey, Christian man, you leading your family to the house of God? You leading your family to, to the Lord? 
Is there someone in your life, hey, we need to lead our family. I want my children to love God. I want my children to get saved, first of all. And I want all of my children to get saved. Do you know how they're going to get saved? By me leading the way. It's not going to happen by accident. It's not going to, oh, oh, wow, they got saved. Oops, I wonder how that happened. We got to lead the way. We have to lead the way. It's never too late for us to lead the way. We need to lead our families on the ark in obedience to God. I'm not perfect by any means, but my family needs to know that I follow the Lord. And then you see that. Well, you say, well, I'm a woman. I'm here today. Well, your family needs to see you follow the Lord. Your family needs to see that you're leading your family to the ark. You say, well, I'm the leader of my family. Well, then lead them. Lead them to the ark. Lead your husband. Lead your spouse. Lead your kids to the ark. Lead them to the ark where the answer is found inside. Because everyone left outside the ark died. Every one of them died. Every one of them died. And that's what the Bible says, that everyone that wasn't on the ark died. But Noah, he had enough faith that his son saw, man, daddy, he's worked hard. He's labored. He's sweated. He's dropped blood. He's done all this for 120 years. I'm following him on the ark. Because he led. We need to lead our families to the ark. Lead our families to the ark. Lead our families to the Lord. We, including myself. Let me ask you something. I don't want you to answer, but I just want you to ask. I want you to ask yourself this question. Why did Noah's family get on the ark? Why? Why did his sons get on the ark? But look, I want to be honest with you, Josh. God told everybody to get on the ark. So I want you to think about this for just a moment. Uh, As a father, I lead my children to the ark. I need to lead them so they'll get on the ark. Because there were people that day when the ark shut, they died. They died and went to hell because they didn't get on the ark. Because they did not believe that Jesus was the answer. They did not believe that God was the answer that day. So I ask you this question, am I leading people on the ark or taking and pushing people off the ark? Hey, look, I, they need to know I believe in God so much they follow me. Right. One of the greatest things that happened after the ark. After the ark, it rained. The Bible says it, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Water came from above and water came from below. Water flooded the whole earth. I believe it said 15 cubits or 12 cubits above the highest mountain. That's high. That's deep water. And God allowed this flood to happen. And the reason it happened was because of the wickedness of man. The wickedness of man. 
But God saved Noah because the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter number 6, I believe verse number 8, he said, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I want to read you a scripture and then I'm going to be done. In Genesis chapter number 9, which is the end of the story, when they get off the ark, you'll find Noah was able to save his family because of the choices he made. And the animals on the ark were saved because of Noah's choices he made. In verse chapter number 9 and verse number 14, the Bible says, And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that, a, that the bow shall be seen in the clouds. And I'll remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all the flesh. And the waters... I changed paper. I changed uh, pages and I didn't need to. Uh, And the waters shall be no more. Become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the clouds, and I will look upon it, and I will rem- I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said to Noah, This is the token of, my co- of the covenant which I have established between me and all the flesh that is upon the earth. See, what happened was, as Noah got off the ark, it was over. 40 days, 40 days, 40 nights, they were on the ark, it rained. Then a couple months after that, it was a long time before the, the water receded enough for, for him to send out a couple birds. They brought back, okay, it's safe for us to go out on the land. They go out on the land and they bow covers the sky. You know what that is? That's called the rainbow. And God put that rainbow in the sky to tell Noah that he would never, listen, he'd never kill all flesh again with a flood. The rainbow. This world has distorted that rainbow. What the rainbow stands for is God's covenant with Noah. It doesn't stand for anything other than that. Homosexuality is sin. And what the world wants to claim it as is not. And it's wrong. It's just as wrong as adultery and fornication and idolatry and lying. And it's just the same. The rainbow belongs to the Lord. It is His rainbow, His covenant with Noah. Like it, lump it, or whatever. It's the truth. It is sin and wrong in the eyes of God. Do not distort the rainbow that God put in the sky to promise to all mankind He would never kill all flesh with the flood. You say, why? June is Pride Month, isn't it? Yes. The Bible talks about pride. Pride is, is a haughty spirit before a haughty... I can't even quote it. These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination to Him. Proud, look. Hey, look, we don't need to have pride about anything. Right. That rainbow belongs to the Lord. Yes. And sin is sin is sin. <laughs> Noah, God's covenant with Noah. Don't ever distort that. 
God chose Noah. He was a father. He was God's given man. But Noah did some things. He was a leader. He was the ruler of his house. He was the righteous preacher. And he was the respectful person. See, what happens is we need to base our life on this book right here. I love every single person in this world. There's not one person. And there's not one person that God doesn't love either. But sin is sin. You have sin in your heart, then you need to get right with God. Just as much as me. If I have sin in my life, then I need to get right with God. Let's be, let's be the leaders. Let's be the preachers. And let's be obedient to the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this morning. I pray that you'd help us this morning. I pray that, that you would uh, encourage each and every one of us. And Lord, I also 